Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Woo Wings, a virtual restaurant concept from the man himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Enjoy the legendary flavors and world championship wings by ordering with your Uber Eats or Postmates app. Woo Wings is now open in Nashville, San Antonio, Jacksonville, Florida, as well as Huntsville and Tuscaloosa in Alabama, with many more locations coming soon. Try the only chicken wings worthy of carrying the name of the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Tell them, Nate. Wings! Legendary flavors! World championship wings! Woo! Woo wings! Yeah! Woo woo! There's been a lot of talk lately about what $8 will get you. Well, ad-free shows has a verified steal of the deal, or you guessed it, $8. Now through the end of 2022, sign up at 8dollars.com to get access to over a dozen of your favorite wrestling podcasts. You get them early and you get them ad-free for just 8 bucks a month. That's less than like 15 cents an episode every month. That's $8.com. Tweet that, muckerfathers. Don't make me call the dog. Don't use my gift. Oh, we got beef? Nope, it's not a rap video. It's 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. And he's here. The man who brought Master P and the No Limit Soldiers to WCW. Ladies and gentlemen. Eric Bischoff. Eric, how are you, kind sir? I'm just chilling. Can you believe this is a real thing that you did? Yeah. I think it's a great thing that I did. I think it's great that we're talking about it. I have a lot of respect for Master P. I do too, man. You want to talk about a real entrepreneur? He is one. I mean, what an impression he made on music. It made all the sense in the world. Hey, you're looking for crossover stars. And listen, people are going to poke fun at this, but the reality is it worked with Shaq. It worked with Dennis Rodman. It worked with Mike Tyson on and on and on celebrities oh, working with Logan Paul. Well, yes. Come on. come on now. I mean, it's really all the same thing. You're tapping into a, you're trying to tap into or attract a segment of the audience that you don't already have. It's how you broaden your audience and, and grow it is by appealing to people that are outside of the, the choir, so to speak. You've already got them in the church or in the choir. We need more people in the choir. So how do we do that? We reach out to people that we don't normally talk to. And that's what that was all about. Just, I mean, I think the Logan Paul thing is a man. 
that's taking it to an entirely different universe. Yes. But it's the same theory and it's the same thing. No, listen, I, I totally agree. I, uh, I appreciate the, the use of celebrity when it's done well and make no mistake about it. And I'm not comparing the two, but if, and when the rock comes back to do something, it's making use of celebrity. There's no difference. And I understand he's got a history in wrestling and blah, blah, blah. But at this point, buddy, everybody knows him as the biggest movie star in the world. So listen, sometimes it works better than others. Not picking on David Arquette, but I know that's my, probably the most criticized uh, decision. Master P often makes it into that category. And I know these days, as far as current hip hop goes, Master P is maybe not, uh, the hottest and the hippest and the coolest, but buddy in the late nineties, there was nobody bigger in the game. I mean, this is a guy who came out of nowhere, bet on himself, uh, maybe changed the way record deals were structured on and on and on. He blew up, I think in 97 and man, they just took hip hop by storm. And it felt like they were cranking out albums like every single month. And it's also worth mentioning. They too were based in the South, much like WCW. So as a company that did a lot of touring in that area and Hey, let's just talk about it. It appealed to a different demographic than maybe WCW normally did. You know, we had seen NASCAR sponsorships before and monster truck right. sponsorships before this. And, and of course, who could forget hog wild. So you got motorcyclists and, and biker enthusiasts, but this is a new market and I gotta say, I didn't hate the idea. And I know that there were a lot of maybe guys who grew up listening to country and weren't into this type of music or a little older and maybe didn't quite get it and they could be critical of it. But I'm curious from your standpoint, who's the first guy who brings you the idea? Do they approach you? Do you approach them? How does it come to be where master P is even a conversation for WCW? You know, I, I knew, obviously I knew that question was coming today and I've been trying for the last couple of days, especially last night when I went through the notes to try to, nail that down because I don't like saying what well, I don't remember. And I don't say that that often. Um, but if I'm not sure about something, at least 75 or 80% sure, I'll usually couch it with, I'm not really sure. Or I don't really remember. And in this case, I, I don't really remember. Here's the circumstances. Um, I would bet good money that it, started somewhere either with Conan or Kevin Nash mm. or, or someone who is in, was into the, the hip hop culture. I clearly wasn't. I say clearly because anybody that knew me back at the time and, you know, would look, look in my truck and you're seeing Waylon Jennings and, <laughs> you know, old school Murr Haggard and shit like that on my, on my playlist, which was CDs basically. So it wasn't, I, w- I was a, certainly aware of hip hop and its impact. Everybody was, I mean, how could you not be if you're in the entertainment business, but I wasn't a fan of it. I, you know, I didn't know anything about it. Um, and I'm pretty sure I, I want to say Conan. And if it wasn't Conan, it was somebody within his immediate group um, that made the original contact could have been Kevin dash. It wasn't me. It was, hey, what do you think? And what if we could get? And I was like, shit, yeah. I'm all about it. I'm about about it. Body about it? Can't remember how that goes. Um, yeah, I, I, I took the meeting and could see instantly the opportunity for every, all the reasons you just described. I don't need to elaborate on it yes. any further. 
Um, you know, I knew that there was a strong African-American influence in wrestling. How did I know that? Just anecdotally, you know, I'd, I'd go through the Atlanta airport and I couldn't get through the Atlanta airport. I'd have to leave in a half hour early, 45 minutes early, knowing I was going to be signing autographs and taking pictures. And a lot of that was, were African-Americans. Yes. But I didn't see them in the, the in the venues, you know, it's just, and it always bothered me. And I wanted to figure out why, why do I know? We know we're popular with the audience, but they don't come to the events. And I thought maybe this is a great way to bring that African-American audience in and make the show, the live event, live TV, whatever, I, you know, the word inclusive has been beat to death so much over the last year or two, but I, I wanted to make it more inclusive. I want to see more African-Americans in the audience when we shot TV. Hmm. How do we do that? I don't know. Let's bring in an act. That's really popular with that audience. Uh, dot here, dot there, draw a line connected. Boom. There's the picture. And that's how that, that's how that came. What's why it came about. Let's put it that way. Meltzer wrote this, not much in the way of details are known at press time, but WCW announced the signing of rap star master P and former NBA star, Dennis Rodman P who once played minor league basketball is the biggest player in music these days. And just started no limit sports as a sports agent, which includes Ricky Williams as a client and will appear at major TV tapings, including the July 5th nitro at the Georgia dome and possibly the June 21st nitro at the Superdome in new Orleans. He had bragged in a conversation that his appearing would sell out both buildings. Several of the wrestlers urged Bischoff to tie in with P whose bodyguard swole wants to be a pro wrestler and probably would have tied in with the WWF. If WCW hadn't made the deal, this is very much the Monday night war era. It feels like there's lots of, uh, I don't know, competition for this signing or that signing, even when it comes to celebrities. I mean, we heard that. Maybe the WWF wanted Dennis Rodman for the uh, WrestleMania event in 1996. Instead, he winds up going with you guys and becoming a big part of the NWO and, and the Hulk Hogan presentation. Do you think there was ever a consideration that, Hey man, we don't want to let master P go to the WWF. We, we need him here. He can't go there. No. And again, it's one of the reasons I hesitate sometimes to react to this stuff because I don't want to come off is like his angry, bitter, you know, guy and constantly shred Dave Meltzer. But from my perspective, Dave spent a lot of time, still does probably a lot of time trying to create a perception of drama and intrigue backstage behind the scenes between the two companies. It didn't really exist. Now, did Master P have a conversation with WWE? I don't know. I didn't know about it then. I wasn't concerned about it then. I didn't think about it for 10 seconds then. And I honestly don't think it existed. It may have. I could be wrong. I don't know, you know what conversations that people had that I wasn't a part of. It could, it's entirely possible. I just don't think so because it never came up. It certainly didn't come up in negotiations. And I can assure you, that I wasn't thinking, oh, I better jump on this opportunity or WWF is going to get it. That's the perception that Dave likes to try to create. Um, but that in my 
I can tell you what I was thinking and what I was aware of. And I was aware of no conversations. There was no leveraging. There was no, no negotiation regarding, you know, a possible WWE play for master P it was very straightforward. WWF never came up and I wasn't concerned about it. It wasn't, a, it was a non-factor for me. So let's talk about, uh, the way the deal is structured. It's being written that master P is making $293,000 for his appearances. That sounds really, really high, but you have to appreciate he's probably making <laughs> much more than that for concerts. Uh, maybe it's not that high or is it just laughable? Let's say you, I, I think it's laughable to suggest that somebody who is at the top of his game in the entertainment business, which was rap and hip hop at the time was cranking out music like a machine and hugely successful, you know, and was willing to bring his equity to our project and able to win in order to uh, make it possible for us to grow our audience at 290. First of all, where the fuck did $293,000 come from? Who negotiates for 293? Well, I, I don't know what, I think that's just a, through court documents. What came out, he was paid total. I don't well, he was like, paid. Yeah. He might've been paid on a per, per event basis or appearance basis, something like that. And maybe a total of 93, 293. But yeah. if you think about it in totality, even, you know, $293, $293,000 was a lot of money back in, what year is this, 97? No, this is 98, 99. 99? All right, $297,000 adjusted for inflation, still a lot of money. Compare it to what talent in that category would make today in WWE or probably even AEW. It's It just wasn't that much money right. for what we were getting in return, potentially or actually. Looking for a great Mother's Day or Father's Day gift idea? I was, and I found it at Paint Your Life. With Paint Your Life, you'll get a hand-painted portrait created to fit almost any budget, and it's a great gift idea for your mother, your father, or both. You say Paint Your Life transforms your photos into a one-of-a-kind, beautiful, hand-painted portrait created by professional artists. You upload anything you can imagine. You can even combine photos. You'll pick the artist, the medium. You can even customize the frame. And you can receive your painting in as little as two weeks. You can give the most meaningful gift you've ever given at paintyourlife.com. And there's no risk. If you don't love the final painting, your money's refunded, guaranteed. And right now is a limited time offer. Get 20% off your painting. That's right, 20% off and free shipping. To get this special offer, just text the word weeks to 87204. That's weeks to 87204. Text weeks to 87204. Paint your life. Celebrate the moments that matter most. Message and data rates may apply. See paintyourlife.com slash terms for details. It's, uh, it's interesting to think about, you know, um, sort of the behind the scenes, I guess what I mean is, you know, as we were, as we were referencing swole, his bodyguard, he's the guy who really has an interest in coming into wrestling. He gets a $50,000 signing bonus and a $350,000 deal. And that's easy on the surface of it to poke fun at, but if this guy really is a part of the package, I'm not going to say he becomes the Lanny Poffo of the deal, but if you really want master P and here's a way to make it happen, that's the angle. Is it not? It would be. And by the way, I don't want to neglect to highlight 
number one, what a good person Master P is. Right. I mean, he does a lot for his community. Yes. And has for a long time. He's a good human being, quality person, exceptionally bright. Obviously, if you look at what he's accomplished business wise, and he's a very loyal guy. And the fact that Swole wanted to become a full-time wrestler um, and Master P was, and I know this is going to sound funny within the context of everybody, you know, complaining about how much money Master P made, which I find just fucking laughable, but it, it, Master P could have negotiated for a lot more money for himself. Yeah. He could have done that. Yes. He didn't because he's, he's smart. Number one, he didn't need our money. I think Master P needed our money at that point in time. Master P probably paid more money in taxes every quarter than we paid him. No doubt. So well, it, it's just, it's silly conversation that only a dirt sheet writer could find joy in. Um, but the fact that Master P, you know, took what I consider to be a lower end deal for his value in order to be able to set up potentially someone that was close to him who wanted to become a wrestler who had a great look. And by the way, had some equity in him as a part of the no limit soldiers, no limit soldiers was a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a brand that grew. Was it a risk? Of course it was a risk. Did, was, did, did he was he making more money than somebody that would have walked in off the street and said, Hey, you don't know me. Nobody's ever heard of me. My name's swole and I want to be a wrestler. No, he wouldn't have made that money. He made that money because he came in as a part of a package that had a tremendous amount of a tremendous amount of equity and the potential to be really something special. Did I pay for potential of course. versus actual re, actual value? Yes, I did. Do I feel remotely bad about it or embarrassed by that? Fuck no. Let's talk about uh, how it all goes down. The torch would write this WCW introduced master P during a June 14th press conference, the highlights of which aired later that day on Nitro, Gene Okerlund introduced Master P as a writer, director, creator, performer, rapper, extraordinaire. And he said Master P was the 11th highest grossing entertainer in the world in 1998. And here's, well, my, you go. here's my favorite part. And the creator and performer of such hits as I Miss My Homies. Just the idea that Mean Gene saying that tickles me. He said he would be forming a tag team with his bodyguard swole master P then came out and the supposed reporters applauded master P said he got into WCW after getting into a confrontation with wrestlers over rap music. He thanked Eric Bischoff for making it happen. Bischoff said master P and the no limit soldiers have a very positive perspective to their music and entertainment. Just the idea of mean Gene saying this just tickles me. Um, <laughs> The way Master P portrayed himself does get himself some harsh criticism. We've heard some interviews from talent over the years that say that he acted as if he was a bigger star than anyone on the roster. And in reality, he was, um, (laughs) thank you for that. I love you for that. I'm not saying to be ugly. I'm just saying like, come on, man, Hulk Hogan. Maybe he has no, he has an argument. I'm a bigger deal than you are Master P, but. I love Buff Bagwell as much as the next guy, but Master P, <laughs> a little bigger deal. So, do you remember there being pushback from the roster at all? Like, man, this guy's a big dog. He thinks blah blah blah. Whatever. Any of that nonsense? I never, I never heard it. I never yeah. heard it. And I never saw it. I'm not again. I'm not saying it didn't exist. Keep in mind, I was the boss. I made the decision. 
um, I wrote the check. So is somebody that works for me going to come up to me and say, dude, what the fuck? Why don't you give him the money? I'm a bigger deal than he. Who's he ever beat? <laughs> he couldn't lace my boots. No, but he could buy the company that made your boots. That's true. So come on. Uh, what do you think about, um, I mean, did it cross your mind or did anyone say, Hey man, what if our WCW audience just rejects master P like they're not into it. They don't get it. They don't like it. Does that even cross your mind. Does anybody bring no. that up? Nope. So in your opinion, you felt like that for lack of a better word, this WCW audience, they might be about it, about it. Because I know you're, I know you're about it, about it. When it comes to trimming your nut hairs, we're talking about manscaped, of course. And we're going to give you guys a little pro tip for manscaped your balls and your partner are going to be about it, about it. And you know who else will be your in-laws at Thanksgiving lunch. Here's the pro tip for me. I'm suggesting you try it. I've done it with my in-laws and I'm sure I can't wait to see. I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I can't wait to see where this fucker's going. This is insane. Come on now. I looked over at at my father-in-law. Of no notoriety whatsoever. Just regular old father and all like anybody else's. And I said, hey, pop, pop. Pass the mac and cheese, please. Because I got real smooth D's. I'm talking about D's nuts. Thanks to Manscaped. Trim your pumpkins. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code 83 weeks. Your partner is going to be about it, about it. And you're going to enjoy free shipping and 20% off. Because you're going to have the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Think your holiday spread's good? Well, let's upgrade it with the Performance Package 4.0, or as I like to call it, the perfect package for your package. You'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. You'll find the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair trimmer. You'll get that Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant. You'll get Eric's favorite, the Crop Reviver Toner. You'll even get those uh, Performance Boxer Briefs and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Think of it as a cornucopia for your nutsack. The Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer. It's got a cutting edge ceramic blade. It's got advanced skin safe technology. It's even got a 4,000 K LED spotlight. That's right. You ever see your nuts under 4,000 K LED? <laughs> You're going to be about it, about it. It's also waterproof. I'm not saying you can trim your sack in a hot tub, but you might could, and maybe you might should. How about the weed whacker? Chop up your weeds in your nose and ear hairs. This is the ultimate one, 9,000 RPM. And if that won't do it, consult the doctor. It's 9,000 RPMs. Your ear hairs don't stand a chance. A 360 degree rotary dual blade system, all with proprietary skin safe technology. Your wife is going to be about it, about it. And you'll have no nicks, no snags, no tugs. The crop preserver, by the way, ball deodorant, single-handedly saved WCW. Here's a story you don't hear about very often in the dirt sheets. I hope wrestling ain't quotes it because it's facts. When Mike Tyson came and he pushed Stone Cold Steve Austin, Eric Bischoff turned to Tony Schiavone the next day in Atlanta and he said, your ball stinks, Tony. (laughs) And the red and black was born. That's how the Wolfpack came to be. And then when Eric Bischoff got sent home in 1999, he wasn't about it, about it. But he got that crop reviver toner spray, the beta version. He tightened that sack up. WCW called him back. These are just facts. 
As if this wasn't enough, they've got a brand new body wash. They got a body buffer. Get your dirty ass gimmicks clean and time for the in-laws coming over. They got a brand new signature deodorant. Boys, gifting Manscaped is the ultimate hack to become your family favorite. Now, if you don't have the, the sack to say, hey, pop, pop, pass the mac and cheese and tell him about these, I get it. Why don't you gift him Manscaped? Gift it to your father-in-law. It's that time of year. Save 20% off. Get free shipping. The promo code's 83 weeks at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Just use the code 83 weeks. Be thankful this holiday season for the best gift of all for Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. And your partner will be about it about it. All right. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining us on this episode of 83 Weeks, because there's no way the rest of the show is going to follow that ad read. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> hey, I'm doing my best over here, right? We're trying to sell some shit. Every hey, and you know what's fun about this stuff? And I appreciate Manscaped so much because they let us have fun. You know, sometimes you've got sponsors and the nature of the product doesn't really lend itself to humor. But, man, when it does, you're the best. And I had fun listening. I didn't know where that one was going to go. That was fun, buddy. I didn't either. It was a long ad, and I'm sorry about that. But it was fucking fun. So, hey. And that's the key. As long as you're having fun, everybody wins. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So let's talk about, uh, something that's written here in uh, the observer in June of 99, it comes out on June 21st. There's a saying for those who don't learn history, but in this case, desperation takes precedence over lessons learned by history and things are going to get worse before they get better. Actually within WCW, there was more concern regarding the potential blow up at some point with rapper master P figuring that when an incompetent promotions team teams up with one of the wealthiest entertainers in the world that the resulting falling out is inevitable. Celebrity tie-ins have propelled companies to great heights in the past and WCW did need new blood and a spark. So it's got a rap star and his entourage. who will either be a success or failure within a few weeks. And based on the gates at the new Orleans Superdome on June 21st and the Georgia dome on July 5th, they can bring a new audience to the show. So you're not even like two weeks into the deal and Meltzer's already predicting disaster. I mean, I realize that's spilt milk or much ado about nothing, but I am curious. Did you have any indication that, man, this might be more trouble than it's worth that soon? Or is this just Dave just going off on a tangent? No, this look, it's a little bit like uh, last week I saw a comment that Dave made in on Twitter and I, I, I'm not going to remember it word for word, but I'll, I'll do my best. But essentially 
somebody had asked about the Monday Night Raw ratings, and Dave lamented. You could tell by the way he reacted. He was disappointed that there wasn't more competition because Monday Night Raw would have hit a record low. And you can almost hear the dis- disappointment and tone in that, that tweet. And that's the way Dave is when he's, when he's not, you know, being petted on the head and told he's a really good guy and given cookies on a regular basis, then, you know, he's got a, he's got a chip on his shoulder against you. And this was Dave, I think projecting what he wanted to happen versus what was really happening. Now, to be fair, anytime you're dealing with a management team of a high-profile celebrity who is outside of your industry, it can be a challenge. A little bit, sometimes more than a little bit. Uh, but at this point in time, that wasn't a concern for me. Mm-hmm. Now, later on, certain things happened that had nothing to do with the way Master P conducted business. It had a lot to do with the way some of our more established talent was really messing with him and, and stirring him up and getting him to react because it was entertaining for the boys. They had fun. Uh, and it, that did create a bit of an issue, but man, early on dealing with master P was professional. It was, it was just easy. There was no, there was no issue at that point. Meltzer had this to say master P did have a track record as a drawing card for some preseason NBA games with the Charlotte Hornets, but he didn't seem to have that impressive a pop for his first two nights in WCW. And now even company insiders after two nights were saying it's beginning to look like a failure. He may draw new fans to wrestling live, at least when he's a novelty, but it's doubtful. He's going to help TV ratings because he's a major, major niche celebrity as opposed to a household name. If he was that big a ratings draw, he'd be all over TV shows, helping them draw ratings a lot higher than WCW Nitro. I, I, I can't even react to that. Why I'm is this just so? That. Listen, I, I'm a big Dave guy, but that just reads super negative. Like I understand in life, it's glass half full, glass half empty. That that's so damn empty. It's like bone dry. I, I don't see the again. He's projecting what he wants to be true. He's, he 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 just. He, he, I don't. Honestly, I can't even comment on it. It's so stupid. He would continue. The only thing where his regular appearances may seem to mean something is that WCW gets destroyed in the teenage demographic by the WWF and his appeal will be largely that the teenage group where WCW needs help the most. Of course, we had our Mike Tyson moment at his press conference held before nitro the next night when P who Bischoff tried to get over as a lifelong wrestling fan and not some guy who's come into wrestling to collect a paycheck. Didn't even know the name of the guy he was going to be doing a program with and referred to him as the cowboy guy. He's talking about Kurt Henning, by the way. Now I understand in a perfect world, we would have, he would have known the guy's name, but even if he did, he probably knew him as Mr. Perfect. That's just the reality, but he probably knew you can't call him that. So he called him the cowboy guy. Maybe that's for heat. I don't know, but I wouldn't go so far as to compare it when Mike Tyson called Steve Austin Coldstone. Like it's not like he's taken, you know, the biggest badass in wrestling out for fucking ice cream. He's not Coldstone. Um, did you think this was an issue? Him not referring to Kurt by name and calling him the cowboy guy? 
Absolutely not. And again, I think everything you just read there is a true reflection of Dave's intellect, his understanding of the television industry, which he has none. He just pretends he does because he's never been in it for more than a minute. He just repeats what he reads and hears and does it in a way that make it, makes it sound like it's his original uh, concepts or thoughts or observations. They're not. Dave doesn't know fuck all now and knew even less than. Wow. Okay. To, 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 put a spotlight on that comment that I just made to suggest infer infer or otherwise lead people to believe that my thought was, Oh, W here again, Dave trying to paint a picture that it didn't exist. Um, WWE is doing better in teens. So I'm going to bring in master Pekas. I know that teenagers like him. How stupid is that? How Absolutely ignorant in the true sense of the word, meaning lack of information, knowledge, or experience. How ignorant is that statement? Do you think Master P's audience were 14-year-olds and 15-year-olds? Sure, there were some, no doubt. His core audience was 1839. And yes, there were younger fans and there were older fans. But to suggest that the reason that I was bringing him in was to help me compete with the WWT audience is that kind of fantasy that exists in Dave's head 24 hours a day. That wasn't it at all. I brought master P in because I wanted to appeal to the African-American audience. I wanted to, I wanted to diversify. Oh my God. Use the word in 1999. I wanted to diversify our product. What better way to bring in a guy that was a high profile, you know, entertainer in that category. It's that simple. There was no behind the scenes nuance. Here's what Eric was really thinking. There was none of that. It was so. Now, you can argue whether it was a good decision or bad decision based on the the premise that I just laid out. I'll, I'll take that. But to suggest that I was doing it because I was trying to combat the WWE teen numbers is just more Dave delusion. It's just. I don't know how you can be so supportive of a guy who is consistently such a fucking clown. Just whatever. I'm sure he's a nice guy, whatever outside of wrestling. Maybe he's a great guy. I don't know. All I know is what I read, what I hear and what I see. And he's a fucking idiot. Kurt Henning. He, uh, is he bad about it? With Master P. No, oh, Kurt was all over it. Kurt loved it. I think it was the only, that was the thing. Uh, maybe I'll say, yeah, I will say this. It might've been the only thing that he was truly like, giddy about like a little kid at Christmas time excited. He loved it. And he saw the potential in it. Well, uh, Meltzer, Meltzer would say, of course, the WWF was trying to get master P as well as Eric Bischoff claimed on television that they, in the personage of Shane McMahon offered him three times the money WCW was paying him. Meltzer writes, this isn't wrestling anymore. It's not soap opera either. It's becoming kissing ass to celebrities in the game of who uses who when it's all over for publicity and who blames who when the management on both sides have their inevitable blow up. Uh, and when this round is over, the celebrities may realize that they were one year too late as this business is certainly no longer on the ascent. There's one huge difference between major celebrities and wrestlers that companies lose sight of wrestlers need wrestling, not only for the job, but the ego recognition. Promoters know that and manipulate them, abuse them and underpay them accordingly. 
the few wrestlers around in a position of power because they don't need wrestling and you know who they are manipulate the system to where in many ways they do more harm than good to a profession that can't work at its most effective business wise without to- nearly total control of its employees. When you incorporate people who absolutely don't need wrestling or give, give a rat's ass about it, except what money they can take from it while doing little work in return, the promoters who are used to control are on foreign soil. If nothing else, this will be perversely entertaining to watch, but two years from now won't be looked back as a bright time in wrestling history. So listen, I'm interested in just having the conversation about promoters manipulate the talent because wrestlers need wrestling for ego. I I don't even know what to say to that. I do fucking absurd. Again, it's this. And when you've had to deal with Dave's idiosyncrasies and weirdness, as long as I have and the damage that he's done to the industry as a result of it, because he has, and still does in some respects, um, you just, you, you get kind of used to it, but that statement, that reporting, whatever you want to call it, that he was doing is more of a reflection of Dave's personality and fucking weirdness than it, than it is anything else, because it's not, there's nothing remotely true about it. Re- <laughs> I, 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 it's hard to comment on the incomprehensible. It's just what Dave was saying is just for me, not comprehensible. I, it's just stupid. It's just Dave living out whatever. I don't know, man. I can't even imagine why he would get off on making stupid comments like that. It's not interesting. It's not accurate. It, it's just Dave venting what he thinks the wrestling business is about because he's never been in it. He's sitting on the outside looking in just like everybody else, but he feels the need to communicate to who's ever dumb enough to pay for his information. Sorry, Conrad. Maybe some people read it knowing that it's bullshit and are just entertained by it. Cool. But for anybody to read Dave and think that that type of information that he's sharing is true insight based on knowledge and experience or information is wasting their money. It's just Dave trying to find his place in life. It's really what it amounts to. Dave is a needy little fucker, creepy on top of it. And this is his way of kind of connecting to a certain part of the, of his audience that hangs on every word that he says and thinks that they're getting accurate information or perspective and they're not. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The great American bash in uh, Baltimore opens with master P and his no limit soldiers coming out of a limo meeting up with Kurt. Kurt gets in their face, asks for an autograph master P who evidently hasn't been watching nitro gave him an autograph CD. Kurt breaks it in P's face. 
since there's about nine of them and one of him. And he lived to tell about it without a scratch, whatever perceived danger that the gang could do in this fantasy world was ruined before their first real angle. This is so silly. If we can be that critical, if we can't suspend disbelief, like if a guy gets jumped, we're supposed to never see him again. How many times has that happened in wrestling? Whether it was the horseman or the NWO, this just feels like Dave came in this ready to shit on it. So he's just going to make it a self-fulfilling prophecy in his mind. Well, and that's, he, he came into everything when he covered WCW with that same intention for all the reasons I've already described, but you know, look, Dave is a, a AEW fanboy and a surrogate. You know, he might as well be on the payroll if he's not already. If, if Dave applied that same sensibility to what he's seeing now with his buddies in, in, in AEW, he'd be shredding them on a weekly basis, but he doesn't, he's got two because Tony Khan pets him and gives him cookies and, and, and he's his buddy. They're treated one way WCW. Cause I was in Dave's face and called him out for the fraud that he is for a long time. And he resented it. Dave was also one of the guys who, who, who was absolutely convinced that nitro was going to be a huge flop. And I was, there was no way in the world I was ever going to compete with WWE had to add. And he was fucking wrong as he most often is about things like that, when he projects um, into the future. Um, it's just Dave. It's just his flaw as a human being, his weakness in character. And, you know, WCW was the, on the receiving end of it. This is an interesting night. Um, before we talk about that famous story that you've told before, I want you to tell it again, but before you do, do you think Kevin Sullivan is, is producing these segments or would this be somebody else who's working with oh. master P and the no limit crew? Well, Kevin would have been lead, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I was involved. Um, because of the nature, because it's celebrity, it's somebody from the outside. Um, so at the very least I would have been, you know, in the room listening, if not leading, um, but in close proximity, but I, 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 you know, sure. I can't think of anybody else that would have been other than Kevin certainly wasn't me by myself. So it would by default be Kevin, but I'm sure there were people around Kevin helping as well. Talk to me a little bit about what happened that night. It's a famous story you've shared with us before. Maybe master P or someone in his crew felt disrespected or they were upset. And there's rumor about maybe a weapon. What do you remember about? about all this. Yeah. And it was, and this is why I have a pretty good idea of what happened. I don't know who was responsible for it. Uh, I could guess <laughs> probably be right. Um, Kurt Henning, but things were going well. Everything was, you know, like I, I can't, it's not like master P and I were great buddies. I right. don't want to give that impression. Right. We just got along. There was, it was business. It wasn't friendship. But it was pretty low key and easy. It, it it just wasn't a stressful situation in any way, shape, or form. And I never had the impression that it would be until we get to Baltimore. And I'm guessing that someone, whoever it may be, somehow got into P's ear because that's what you know talent do to entertain themselves. Sometimes they like working people. They like getting reactions and certain people that I. I worked with like Kurt, for example, um, we're really, really good at it. 
Now it could have been somebody else or it could have been Kurt and a couple other people, but evidently somewhere in my opinion, trying to put together what happened without all the facts, um, somebody got inside of P's head and convinced him that I was shorting him and that he wasn't getting the money that he deserved. And I was setting up creative, setting him up creatively to make him look bad. That was the essence of it, based on what P told me, based on the confrontation that we had in my office in Baltimore. So here's, you know, again, this was you know 20 some odd years ago, and I've told the story a couple of times. I may add a few things. I may forget a few things. But essentially what happened is I was in my office. Things are running smooth. No issues during the day. It's, you know, it's a typical pay-per-view. It's TV. And the Baltimore Arena was, you, you've been there. It's a really old or back then, I think they've remodeled it a little bit since then. But my office is about the size of a bathroom and whatever. And it was a little chaotic. And all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Sure, come on in. And it's P and his group of no limit soldiers. And this was the first time that I saw this side of Master P. And he was a little, he was hot. He was convinced I was doing something creatively to make him look bad right and he confronted me about it and at first i wasn't sure if he was ribbon or not because again it was so abrupt it wasn't like all day long i could feel the tension and you know he was demanding a meeting with me i mean it just came from out of fucking nowhere right and it took me a second to realize just how serious he was and as the conversation escalated and I'm not trying to paint myself out as a tough guy here, because clearly I would have gone through a meat grinder in that room and, and come out like sausage, but I also wasn't afraid of it either. And I, I didn't want, I don't want to sound like I bowed up to anybody. I didn't, but I also didn't back down. And I was really trying to figure out what the fuck. And then as it continued to escalate and escalate, I saw one of his guys. I don't know who it was. He's reaching inside of his jacket like, okay, motherfucker. You know, you, for those of you that aren't seeing this uh, on every shows, on video, it was the, the implication was very apparent to me. And I thought, there's just no way this guy's going to shoot me over this. Mm-hmm. This is not happening. But it, it de-escalated. We worked it out. And we were fine afterwards, but there was a brief moment where I thought, shit, this guy's going to actually pull a gun on me. I didn't think he'd shoot me, but I thought, yeah, he's going to pull a gun to make it, make a point. And it was just a weird moment. And it never happened. It didn't happen. Like I said, things de-escalated. Conversation got real. We worked it out. He left fine. Everybody else left fine. Now they were, they were side-eyeing me, you know, the rest of the evening for sure, but everything turned out and, and worked out well creatively. So there were no issues, but there was a brief moment there where I found myself, you know, face to face with master P and four five, six of his guys. And one of them reaching into his jacket, letting me know that he had a weapon. And I'm thinking, fuck, what a way to go. <laughs> Crazy. I, I, I wish that you had a, uh, a weapon of your own, you know, but these days, Why? well, just to protect yourself. And I've got an idea and you may not even know this, Eric, but did you know, when it comes to razors, what you need to be focused on is the wobble wobble. 
Here's what I'm talking wubble, about. Wubble. Yeah, let me explain. We've all used a cheap razor before. Got nicks, cuts, irritation. Maybe some of us have fell victim for subscription razor scams. Well, that's why you got to meet Henson Shaving. Henson Shaving is a family-owned aerospace parts manufacturer. These folks have made parts for the International Space Station and the Mars Rover. And now they're bringing that precision engineering to your shaving experience. You see, razor blades are like diving boards. The longer the board, the more they wobble wobble. The more wobble, the more nicks. The more wobble, the more cuts. The more wobble wobble, the more scrapes. A bad shave isn't a blade problem, it's an extension problem. Well, by using aerospace grade CNC machines, Henson makes metal razors that extend just 0.0013 inches, which is less than the thickness of a human hair. That means a secure and stable blade, a vibration-free shave, no more wobble wobble. It gets better. The razor has built-in channels to evacuate hair and cream, which makes clogging virtually impossible. Seriously, Henson Shaving wants the best razor, not the best razor business. That means no plastic, no subscriptions, no proprietary blades, and no planned obsolescence. The Henson Razor works with the standard dual-edge blades to give you that old-school shave with the benefits of new-school tech. And once you own a Henson Razor, it's only like three to five dollars a year to replace the blades. And I have to Whoa. acknowledge, I didn't really understand what, how is this blade less thick than a human hair? How is that possible? How is this going to work? It worked flawlessly. It worked fabulously. And you know me, I'm all about them dollars, baby. Five dollars a year for blades. Sign me up. It's time to say no to subscriptions and yes to a razor that will last you a lifetime. Visit HensonShaving.com forward slash 83 weeks to pick the razor for you and use code 83 weeks and you'll get two years worth of blades free with your razor. Just make sure to add them to your cart. That's 100 free blades when you head to H-E-N-S-O-N-S-H-A-V-I-N-G.com forward slash 83 weeks and use the promo code 83 weeks that's hensonshaving.com forward slash 83 weeks use the promo code 83 weeks and let's get rid of the wobble wobble conrad i'm i'm really i know that i have a sample coming yes um i've used mine it's awesome i haven't i haven't received mine yet but i am really looking forward to this because uh, you know I have hacked and slept and it always happens like right before I'm getting ready to go out and do TV or right before I've got to do an interview or right before I'm going into a business meeting, I'm in a hurry. Usually it's when I'm out of town, I'm out of my rhythm and I'm shaving and I'm in a hurry and I get out of the shower and I look down and it looks like somebody, you know, hit me in the face with a nice pick. Inevitably it happens. I can't wait to get mine and try this out. I'm really excited about this. I truly am excited about Hensonshaving.com. You're going to love it. So let's talk about the, uh, the match that happens here. 
It's uh, Conan and Ray Mysterio beating Kurt Henning and Bobby Duncan Jr. in 10 minutes and 44 seconds. Master P and his entourage are at ringside for this. And Meltzer would say, it's not even as if they try and disguise this as an angle is coming and make it look the slightest bit not contrived with that angle at the beginning of the show. So listen, he's sort of saying, oh, we're, we're tipping our hands, blah, 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 whatever. We're trying to tell stories. It's a pay-per-view. Uh, what are we doing? Uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get Booker of the year for that. A dirt sheet Booker of the year had evaded me because of this. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure you needed that trophy on your shelf. Uh, master P hit Henning early Mysterio did some hot moves until being caught and worked most of the rest of the match, blah, blah, blah. At least master P was acting like he was into the match, which added heat swole is master P's bodyguard. He wants to be a pro wrestler. He once played for the Edmonton Eskimos, part of the Canadian football league. And he knocks Duncan jr. Down with a forearm and Mysterio pins him security. Got all of P's entourage out of there. For interfering in the match. Meltzer says the angle wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything, anything anyone would have remembered five minutes after it was over two and a quarter stars. It's just, it feels like at this point, we're just unnecessarily negative. Uh, June 14th, we're in Washington, DC. They're going to air clips of the press conference. We're going to have Conan and Mysterio beat Parka and psychosis in six twenty five. And, uh, master P and the no limit soldiers are hanging out. And Meltzer would say the really muscular, no limit soldiers guy, I believe is chase Tatum, a power plant guy. Who's going to be with Conan Mysterio, Jr. Brad Armstrong, and maybe one or two others in masterpiece crew. Since they're in a featured spot, they all had their working shoes on Conan even did a tope. Bischoff started talking about how WCW was the innovators using master P and brought up the NWO as the most copied gimmick in wrestling history. Uh, of course, they're going to play Henning's song. Master P is going to break the CD. Uh, how do you decide who to put with Master P and the No Limit Soldiers? I guess Conan makes sense, and he's running around with Mysterio, and they're cool, so I, I get that. But Brad Armstrong and Chase Tatum, I have to admit, seems a little random. Yeah, especially, you know, I, I honestly, I don't remember enough about Chase to talk too much about him, but, you know, Brad Armstrong, he's like apple pie, ice cream, bringing your mother flowers on on mothers. I mean, he's just like that. I don't know, man, like that all American pure as the driven snow kind of guy that you wouldn't even expect to, to, to swear in public. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just that that, that guy. And that was bad casting. Now saying that whenever you work with, you know, in this case, you got a group of guys now who aren't wrestlers athletic as some of them may have been at some point in their lives at this point in their lives, they're not athletic. They're not, they haven't been to any kind of training school. And here's where I really fucked up. And again, I don't regret anything, but if, if I had the opportunity to do something over again, especially something this high profile, the biggest mistake I made was not making sure that the talent had time to really work out a match that everybody felt comfortable with where everybody got their spot, so to speak, and their opportunity to shine and be a part of the story and, and go through it enough that everybody felt pretty good about it. 
going into it that the quality of that match would have been, had I done that would have been much, much greater and everybody would have had more fun. Now it would have been more work going into it. And perhaps that's why we didn't do it. I really wish I would have required it though, and made it part of the deal because it would have made all the difference in the world. The fact that, you know, we got through the match and it was just okay. was actually a big win considering the lack of preparation that went into it. And that that's what I did. I didn't demand and create the opportunity for the talent to really spend some time in a gym. It would have, it would have taken a weekend, you know, and I'm sure there were excuses and everybody had schedules and there's stuff going on, but that's the one thing that I am a little bit embarrassed by is that I didn't really do what I should have done with regard to prepping. Meltzer would write, uh, at the end of June, WCW was going to bring the rap band naughty by nature in to perform at the Georgia dome nitro, but master P flexed his muscle and got it mixed. Stop right there. Is that real? I don't know. You don't, I, who you was don't the band? Who was Naughty the by nature. They did songs that, uh, hip hop parade and OPP. You familiar with those? Mm-hmm. I, well, no, not really. Oh, but, I, I think you would like the OPP. Maybe. I, I think, so. um, I, I just could it have come up in conversation or a suggestion and it got shut down. Maybe. I don't know. This is the first I've heard about it, so didn't obviously reach it, reach my level. Well, Master P says, "Adios, OPP." You know what? Though, but let's think about that. Let's. Here's why I think it could be true. I mean, Master P wasn't there living out out there living his you know lifelong ch- ch- you know childhood fantasy of wrestling. Um, yeah, that wasn't it. No. And and by the way, side note. Master P was and still is a big wrestling fan. I had a meeting with Master P a few years ago, right? A couple of years ago, two and a half, three years ago. Yeah. And he had an idea that he wanted to talk to me about. And he, he flew up to New York. I was in Connecticut at the time. I think it was right after I had left WWE or, or, or been fired or accurately. Uh, he owns a um, promotion, right? House of glory, something like that. Yeah. And he was, and we sat down and had breakfast with one of his, uh, partners in that project. And he, he laid out to me his vision for it. And I was really excited about it because he'd given a lot of thought to it. And he is a smart guy and he loves the wrestling business. He tr- to this day, at least up until three years ago, I haven't talked to him since he really, really did have a genuine love of the wrestling business. Um, and keep in mind that he, Master P came to WCW to help promote his label. If you want to promote your label and you've got somebody on a show in conjunction with you, that's on a competing label. I don't know. That would maybe be a good reason. If, if, if indeed P did, you know, throw a flag, there might've been a business reason for it, which wouldn't, wouldn't have meant he was just flexing his muscle. And again, Dave, you know, characterized the thing in such a negative way. Was it maybe flexing his muzzle muscle? It might've been just kind of business, you know? Good decisions. Well, the uh, Nitro at the Superdome in New Orleans draws 17,249 fans, which is 15,000. For a Nitro. Yep, for a Nitro. Let's start that again. This is a free Monday Night Nitro. You can tune in on TNT and watch it anywhere in the country for free. But 17,249 people left their homes, got in their cars, went down, paid for parking, 
bought their popcorn, stood in the ticket line and sat patiently and watched wrestling on a Monday night and then went home and went to bed and suffered and got up early and went to work the next day. 15,593 of those folks paid $346,424 for the right to do so. Now I realize sometimes we get a little caught up in, oh, so-and-so set a record here and -and so-and-so's all drowning what they used to do here or there or whatever. Let's remember now this is 1999. And if you take a look at that in today's dollars, $346,424 is a gate of $617,000 for a weekly TV show on a Monday. Just want to remind you it's $346,099. And, and by the way, 99 was not a really good year for WCW. You know, it's not like we were setting, you know, live event ticket sales on fire. No, it was pretty significant. Meanwhile, though, Meltzer says, realistically, they were going to draw 13 or 14,000 paid without all the local, local push of master P. So, so much for him coming out and selling out the dome. What the fuck, Dave? It's $617,000, Bubba. You should be selling. By the way, Dave, well, has, has AEW ever done that much money for a, for a TV show? No, I'm I'm not. They they did a million dollar gate a few weeks ago in New York for TV for TV. Okay. I'm glad. I'm glad that I'm master P came out to be negated. Master P came out and sang and Meltzer would say the less said about it, the better. And they did an angle where it's master P's brother's birthday. Conan and Mysterio jr. Weren't even out there to get the rub. Although it was just as well. They weren't because this was an incredibly bad angle. Kurt came out and he's now talking like a Texan master P still hasn't figured out his name. He just knows he's a cowboy. He gave P's brother a cowboy hat, which he stomped into the ground. And then they threw the birthday cake on Henning and they couldn't even get that right. I got to tell you, no limit soldiers, despite what we may think about them now, maybe this looks lame, but in the era, they were considered the cool cats. They were too cool for school and we're getting them involved in wrestling and doing cake angles. This feels like uh, old school wrestling. Does, doesn't it? A little bit. Yeah. I'll take that. There's a tag match. Conan and Mysterio are going to beat Paige, Bigelow, and, and Canyon. It goes down by DQ. They explain that Paige's team has all the belts, so all three can tag in. Makes no sense. But while this is going on, the No Limit Soldiers, which is Chase Tatum, Brad Armstrong, and Swole. That's right. Brad Armstrong is a No Limit Soldier. I thought I told you. They're all in Conan's corner. Never lift a finger to stop these unfair odds. It was bad enough seeing Mysterio Jr. in the ring with any of those tall guys. The Wyndham's Henning and Duncan all all ran in for the DQ, and then Master P and more of the No Limit soldiers, along with Benoit and Saturn, showed up, and it was a wild brawl. It's kind of just a mess. And there's a report in the Torch the following week, July third. There were widespread reports last week that Master P demanded for himself and his entourage separate catering from the usual WCW food, a different brand of bottled water than WCW usually offers and M&Ms with the yellow ones removed. Now, of course, that's an old gimmick that Van Halen used to do as a writer to see if promoters were actually paying attention. Some in WCW insist all these reports are fake saying all master P requested was a separate dressing room, something supplied to all outside celebrities. 
possibly even more damaging to P's WCW relationship is that two of his bodyguards were detained at an airport for carrying concealed weapons. Friends of P are saying it's not a big deal. They had permits for the weapons and they weren't loaded and they were disassembled. But WCW is not thrilled with the negative publicity of these arrests. P is now very unpopular with most wrestlers and many are speculating he and WCW will part ways after the Georgia dome show, assuming he even appears there. Bischoff may have believed P was more of a crossover rap star and that he appealed to both black and white audiences. In reality, P is considered to be popular with mostly a regional black audience. Well, I'm going to disagree with that because, uh, old white bread Casio kid from Gadsden, Alabama went to the middle of the mall and bought a no limit chain in this era. So there were white kids all over who were fans of master P. I don't know where that comes from, but do you remember there being an airport circumstance or situation? Do you remember there ever being a request for different food or yellow M and M's or this is silly. Now see that this is so much fun because this, this kind of proves my thesis that Dave will write anything yeah. that anybody tells him as long as it fits his narrative and, and gets him off personally. And I could just see somebody going, Oh, Dave, man, you can't believe it. This master P guy, you know, he wants his own M and M's or he wants the M and that yellow ones taken out. And he's a certain kind of wall. And of course, because it would fit and, and whoever fed Dave, this would knows what Dave is and how he operates. So somebody's probably sitting back going, watch this. I'm going to feed Meltzer some bullshit. Let's see how quick it takes for it to get printed. And boof, there it is. None of that happened. Mm. None of that happened. It is silliness. It is just Dave being a gullible twit. I mean, I don't know what else to say. It's so goofy. Hey guys, listen up. I know these days when you watch the news, it feels like it's one hit after another and it's all bad news for the economy. Well, let me give you some good news. It's not all that bad when it comes to real estate. Let me explain. You see a year ago, man, real estate was hot, hot, hot. Everybody and their brother was trying to go out and buy another house. What did that mean? It was so competitive that a lot of folks got discouraged. So let me ask you, have you thought about buying a house in the last couple of years, but maybe you just couldn't win a bid. I used to hear that all the time. Well, now is the time to buy. Yes. Interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but what that's created is an opportunity for you. A year ago, it wasn't uncommon for there to be more than a dozen offers on a home, many of which were over list. That is not the case today. So if you got discouraged once before about trying to buy a new house, now's the time to take another look. Now, yes, interest rates have creeped up a little bit, but you're not going to overpay for the home, but here's what you will do. You'll stop throwing your money away on rent. And now you'll get a greater tax deduction. That's right. You see, at the end of the year, you're going to get a statement from your mortgage company that shows how much interest you paid. And you get to write all of that interest off. That means you could get a huge tax deduction. You never get that as a renter. Not only that homes are still going up in value. Don't believe the hype. All of the economists believe long-term real estate always works out. Let me give you an example. Maybe way back when in the housing collapse of 2008, you bought in 2007 and maybe overpaid. Buddy, if you hung in there, that house is worth a whole heck of a lot more now. If you've played in the stock market, you know what I'm talking about. You only lose money when you throw in the towel. Real estate long-term always performs well. So here's my advice to you. Date the rate, marry the house. 
Find the house that you and your family love long-term because here's what's not long-term, these higher rates. I've yet to see a single economist who doesn't agree with me that rates are going to return. So doesn't it make sense to get the house you want right now? And then when rates improve, man, just get a lower monthly payment. In the meantime, you'll enjoy a greater tax deduction and that property is going to continue to appreciate, meaning you're building equity and wealth for yourself. Not only that, how about this? We're going to save you some cash at buywithconrad.com. We're going to give you the peace of mind of a seven-year guarantee. When rates improve over the next seven years, not if, but when, that's my prediction, we'll refinance you again with no new origination points. Think about that. That could save you thousands of dollars and give you the peace of mind of knowing that you got the right house for your family right now. And then when the rates improve, man, get a lower monthly payment. Now, you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but you do need to hurry to buywithconrad.com. That's the first step. You tell us how much you want to put down and what you want your monthly payment to be. We get you approved and then you go shopping just like a cash buyer at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. Seriously, if you've thought about buying a house over the last couple of years, but you got discouraged, now's the time to take another look. Let me run the numbers for you right now. You'll be glad you did at buywithconrad.com. Well, here's the, the next piece of business that boy, it's, it's just a gift that keeps on giving Meltzer would recap the, the June 28th nitro saying there's no mention of master P who's been pushed heavily the last two weeks on nitro with little benefit to WCW. He may never be on WCW TV again. The entire no limit soldiers pay-per-view match was acknowledged only once and master P and swole were not mentioned. It was the only time Conan and Rey Mysterio were mentioned. Tony and Bobby Heenan introduced the, I hate rap video. Henning saying the lead Kendall was on bass, Duncan on lead guitar and Barry played drums. Not a lot to the lyrics, but a funny video. Master P has been good for something getting Kurt Henning over. Now this is the gift that keeps on giving. I'm going to play a, a little bit of the song and just let everyone be reminded about rap is crap featuring Kurt Henning and the West Texas rednecks. This is funny stuff, man. I like country music. I love country girls. I like Willie Nelson and don't forget about Merle. There's only one thing that I hate, cause it's a bunch of crap. I hate rap. I like NASCAR racing, Richard Petty is still the king. Yeah, they call me redneck, but you know that's a beautiful thing. There's only one thing that I hate, cause it's a bunch of crap. I hate rap. I mean, it brings a smile to my heart. I mean, listen, I know that's easy to poke fun at it, but this is what this is supposed to be. I was just going to say it this wasn't is, supposed to be taken seriously. This is not war and peace. This is supposed <laughs> to be fun. And it is. 
And I think Jimmy Hart deserves the credit for all eight of those lyrics, but man, that's, if you're trying to tell a funny story and trying to have some fun, some lighthearted fun, where there's not guns in airports and whatnot, that that'll do it. Right. Yes. It was fun. It was fun watching Kurt and everybody perform. Cause again, Kurt just got so This was right up Kurt's alley. You know, Kurt is a, was a funny guy. He had a great sense of humor. He liked to laugh. He liked the people around him to laugh. You know, sometimes he went to extremes in order to achieve that, but he, he was just a fun guy. And this was a fun, almost a parody. Not almost. It was a parody. Nobody, nobody, none of those guys even knew how to play those instruments. They were working it from the beginning and it was just supposed to be fun. And I, like you said, I think it was July 5th. The observer would write that this thing's falling apart. Master P's been making more limos uh, or more demands for more limos and more perks and trying to renegotiate contracts. And it's even written here, quote, apparently swole signed a huge money contract and Eric Bischoff actually believed the guy used to work for new Japan pro wrestling. Although reports are he once worked a show this past week and he wasn't that bad for a newcomer, but the idea is quote unquote, they're showing less than zero respect for you. And then one of his bodyguards, of course, gets in trouble at the airport for that gun. And now the word is that swole is trying to distance himself from P because he thinks master P may not be coming back. And he's the real wrestling fan out of the group and he wants to make it work. I sort of chuckle at this and I understand that maybe somebody along the way felt like they needed to defend. Well, why are we paying swole so much money? Well, if he worked at new Japan, but that feels unnecessary. Yes. You probably did overpay swole, but you overpaid swole in an effort to get whatever pop you could out of this and, and juice you could squeeze out of this. No limit thing. Right? Yes. Again, it's just. I really don't like beating up on Meltzer anymore than it's yeah. like kicking a fucking puppy with a broken leg. It's just too easy. Um, and you start to feel bad about it. And I know the audience gets tired of it. So it's hard for me to comment on some of this absurdity with anything other than disdain and disgust and an absolute zero respect for Dave Meltzer as a human being. And as a professional, I'll just let it go at that. It's none of it's true. I didn't think he'd work for fuck. I was working hand in hand with new Japan pro wrestling. I was there three times a fucking year. I mean, to even suggest that in order to kind of build the anti Eric anti WCW narrative is more reflection on what Dave Meltzer really is as a human being than it is on anything that has to do with the fact. Well, I think if I get you to say something positive on this show about Dave Meltzer, it might actually be a miracle. And if it happens and you say something positive, people listening to the show might text me or tweet me and say, how'd you do that there? How'd you get Eric Bischoff (laughs) to say something positive about Dave Meltzer? Well, I don't know about that miracle, but I do know about another miracle. Let me ask you this. Did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? It can lead to acne, allergies, and stuffy noses. Man, it's just gross. Miracle brand offers a whole line of self-cleaning, eco-friendly bedding, like sheets, pillowcases, and comforters that prevent 99% of bacteria. 
and require three times less laundry. I also want to mention that we've got silver infused fabrics originally developed by NASA here. These miracle brand sheets are thermoregulating. They're designed to keep you at your perfect temperature all night. So you get better sleep. And because they're infused with natural silver, that prevents 99.9% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresher three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands. Miracle sheets are the perfect gift for your spouse, your friends, or your family. Who doesn't want better sleep and luxurious feeling better sheets? And since these come with three free towels, you get two gifts in one just in time for the holidays. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Y'all clean sheets mean less bacteria to clog your pores, fewer breakouts and other skin problems. So right now go to trymiraclecom slash 83 weeks to try it today or gift it to someone this holiday season. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Save 40%. That's right. Save 40% and be sure to use our promo code 83 weeks to save even more and get three free towels. I know what you're thinking. 40% off and three free towels. How you do that there? Well, Miracle's so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30 day money back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle brand. Go to trymiracle.com slash 83 weeks. Use the code 83 weeks and claim your free three priest tile set. Save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash 83 weeks to treat yourself a friend or a loved one this holiday season. We want to thank you. Miracle brand for sponsoring this episode. That's trymiracle.com slash 83 weeks. Eric, I gotta tell you, I. Just based on music beds today, I need every episode to be about Master P for the rest of our turn here on 83 Weeks. Yeah, and I don't think he'd probably mind if we just, you know, used his music throughout every episode and gave him a little credit at the end. He's a businessman. We got to figure that out. Uh, We also got to figure out, hey, how did this all come to an end? Uh, The Torch would say this, July 10th, 1999. Master P and WCW aren't on good terms, and originally he was scheduled to be at the Georgia Dome Nitro, but his absence this week doesn't mean the No Limit Soldiers gimmick will be dropped. Master P was not ever scheduled to be a weekly presence, especially with his hefty price tag. He was just supposed to help launch the No Limit Soldiers gimmick. The No Limit Soldiers have certainly been toned down now that it's evident Mr. P won't be much of a ratings rub for the group. Uh, the pay-per-view match itself was barely pushed and the participants in the eight man tag match weren't ever completely listed. Master P is not expected to be ringside at the pay-per-view. And if he's not, it's the strongest indication that the relationship with WCW may be over, but Master P's real life friend swole, he's sticking around. He's got a one year deal. And, uh, this is notable because there's a lot of people talking even in the observer. The Swole signed a one-year deal for 400 grand, which allegedly is just a little less than what you offered Jericho to stick around. I know that that's easy to try to compare the two, but clearly you saw a bigger upside and potentially a crossover hip hop attraction with the no limit soldiers gimmick, as opposed to what you had with Jericho. Now that's not to say Jericho wasn't worth it. Jericho didn't deserve it. 
Jericho's not a better promo or better in-ring performer, et cetera, et cetera. But you were looking for the moonshot attraction and candidly in 1999, you didn't feel Jericho was it, but perhaps the no limit soldiers were because there was for lack of a better word, social proof of that. Is that fair to say? Thank you for putting it better <laughs> and more succinctly than I could have. Yeah, it's, it's easy for wrestling fans or people that have never been in the industry that have had to hire managed talent. It's simple just to look at everything as like uh, apples and apples. He's really good at these, as you said, you know, great promos, great wrestling. He's got all this experience. He Jericho is here and this guy's never done anything, but yet he's making as much or more money. The truth is what I was betting on, and it was a bad bet in retrospect, admittedly not trying to defend it or cover it up. I will defend the intention. The intention was to create, and by the way, Master P was never, it was never intended that Master P was going to be a regular part of WCW programming. Right. That's a false premise right from the get-go. It was a little bit like we tried to do with Kiss, where you bring in Gene Simmons and the Kiss characters, and then we extend the Kiss brand into a regular appearing wrestling faction and have your own merchandise and blah, 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 blah. It was a very similar attempt to do that, right? And the fact was, the impression was, I guess it wasn't a fact, the hope was that I was going to be able to use Master P, his influence, his connection to the hip-hop audience, the rap audience, possibly, hopefully, create more awareness and, and a bigger audience as a result. And then the No Limit Soldiers brand was going to be a regular part of WCW. Not no limit soldiers with Master P. So that that was the intent. But going back to the Jericho analysis, was Jericho able to bring in a massive segment of the audience that wasn't otherwise watching wrestling? No. In hopes of growing the audience? The answer to that is flat out fucking no. And if you were in Las Vegas and you had to make a bet on which one of and I mean, we're using Jericho because he came up in a conversation, but it's it's probably unfair to Jericho at this point. But you know, in this case, you're in Las Vegas and you got to place a bet. Which one of those two characters do you think may have the greatest potential to increase an audience demographic that you didn't already have? Swallow, <coughs> the soldiers. We already had the audience that Chris Jericho and people like Chris Jericho and other highly talented, very valuable people. We already had that audience. I was trying to reach outside of the church to bring some people into the church and add them to the choir. I wasn't trying to satisfy people I already had. And I know that's an abstract concept to people like Dave Meltzer, right? It's also an abstract, you know, growing your audience appears to be an abstract concept. But in order to grow or not to bring people in that you don't already have, you have to take some risks. You have to attempt at least to make some moves that will, will achieve that. And some of them work and some of them don't. It just is what it is. But I, I don't regret it. I don't regret the decision. I don't regret or, or, or nor am I embarrassed at my attempt to diversify and grow our audience because there was a void 
and and I, I don't attempt. I, I don't feel bad at all about the. In fact, the more we talk about it, the better I feel about it. Right. The, the strategy was correct. The intention was rec- was correct. Arguably, and 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 I'll be the first to admit the execution was horseshit. I'll take that. But, but the idea was solid. The idea was solid, and I wish people would embrace it more. You know, WWE is, and and so is AEW. Well, in let's Shaq, say this too, though. In Mike, they're bringing in Mike Tyson, and I think those are good moves. I, I do. Now, we'll see if it grows the audience or not. Mike Tyson's been around in wrestling for a little bit. It's kind of been there, done that, but he's still such a great. I think Mike Tyson is one of the more interesting characters out there right now. For sure, I listen to every. I listen to his podcast. I listen to a lot of his interviews. I find him to be one of the most interesting people out there right now, um, and. And really smart in his way. You know, if you listen to Tyson and you get past everything you know about Mike Tyson, but you just listen to his views on life and, 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 and boxing, I, I think it's a great asset. We'll see if it works. Maybe right. it will, maybe it won't. But the intention is right. I, uh, I'm excited for us to talk about how it all sort of comes to an end. Um. Well, I don't know that it really comes to an end because here's what I was going to say a minute ago, as critical as people are of the whole master P no limit soldiers thing. It feels like almost everyone really loves the idea of the West Texas rednecks. And in, in, in hindsight, people kind of view that as more of this, this cult thing, this little phenomenon, and it wouldn't have been an idea or a concept without master P and the no limit soldiers. So. It's not all bad that comes out. Conan and Mysterio beat Regal and Finley in 223 when the quote unquote cowboys interfere. <clears throat> They're going to lay out Swole. He's wearing a, a bandana over his head here. Uh, of course, Chase Tatum and BA, which is what we're calling Brad Armstrong here, are there. And the cameras are focused on Kurt Henning, who Meltzer would say was trying to get heat on Swole, who didn't really know what he was doing yet. And Henning was seemingly in conversation with him, trying to explain it's time to bump. So we're, he's trying to bring the guys along a little bit. Um, but it is a big cult deal to a lot of people and they're asking people if they like rap. And of course there's lots of booze and do you like country music and lots of cheers and it's working in that regard. Let's get to the pay-per-view bash at the beach. It's going to be Conan, Ray Mysterio, Swole and BA, and they're going to win an elimination match over the West Texas redneck, which is Kurt, Barry, Kendall, and Bobby. They go 15 minutes. And the crowd is kind of split. You're getting 50, 50 reactions, but the song is now Kurt's ring entrance and it makes him feel like a bigger star than he has been otherwise in WCW so far. Would you agree with that? I don't know if it made him feel like a bigger star. I just know he had fun with it. He just had, that's what I said at the very beginning of this show, man. He just had so much fun with this. It was in his wheelhouse. Maybe my phrasing's right. wrong. I'm just saying it feels as if. You know, he's been in WCW for a little while here and he didn't always have like the biggest storylines or, but this is something that not only can he sink his teeth into, but fans of all could get excited about this instead of, well, kind of missing Mr. Perfect as a wrestling fan. Whenever I saw him in WCW, I appreciated what he was doing, but I kind of missed the Mr. Perfect presentation. When we try this, it's so different that I'm not thinking about Mr. Perfect. I could just enjoy this new persona. And that makes him feel like more of a WCW star than 
hey, remember he used to be Mr. Perfect. Right. Um, Meltzer would say this really killed the No Limit Soldiers because Conan, even playing hometown boy and being announced from Miami where he actually grew up instead of Mexico City, got way less of a reaction for his ring entrance than usual. And he would say it's probably the best, second best match on the show, but still a mess in a lot of ways. It's not the smoothest match. It only gets a star and a half. It ends with Mysterio jumping off swole shoulders, landing a splash on Kurt. And of course, uh, a couple of weeks later, it comes out in the observer. Master P is officially gone. Conan and Mysterio jr. Have been pulled out of the no limit soldiers, which will now become a jobber group. There is some attempt to pull Brad Armstrong out of the soldiers and group him with Mysterio jr. Conan and Eddie Guerrero. Uh, I guess it's just the, uh, you know, things run their course. Do you remember having one last conversation with master P are there attorneys involved or is it one of those things that just sort of fades away? No, there weren't. I mean, there were attorneys involved obviously to, you know, put the agreements together and so forth, but they were not, they were not involved in a negotiation. Those occurred between master P and myself directly. There was no, there was no middleman. Um, and I, no, it just took its natural course. Again, I want to emphasize, it was never intended that Master P was going to be a long-term player in WCW. It was all about the No Limit Soldiers. And at that time, I think we probably just recognized that it just wasn't working. Um, and it just kind of died a natural, you know, it's death by natural causes, I guess, is the best way to put it. Wow, death by natural causes. Well, when I think of that, I, uh, I think of something that I know you're doing every morning. Because you want to optimize your immune system. You don't want to get sick. You don't want to wake up one day and say, uh, I don't feel good. Should have had a little athletic greens. Needed a little AG one. Needed to focus on my recovery. Needed to focus on my aging. Needed to focus on all my things. AG one can do that every morning. It's just one scoop in a cup of water. I know what you're thinking. What is this stuff? Well, it's one delicious scoop of AG1, and you'll be absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. going to help you start your day right. going to take care of your immune system, your nervous system, your gut health, your energy, your focus, your aging, all your things. It's also keto-friendly, paleo-friendly, vegan, dairy-free, gluten-free, contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still tastes good. You won't be saying, uh, going to better support your sleep quality and recovery, better mental clarity, better alertness. And it's like your all in one daily nutritional insurance. And by the way, think about the last time you left a review. Do you know how bad the service has to be for you to go drive home and be still pissed off about it? Look it up and leave a five-star review or how great the service was. That's even more rare, right? If somebody's for something's really bad, you might leave a bad review, but if something's really good, you just kind of go on with your life. What if, what was the last time you left a five-star review for anything? I ask because athletic greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. You know what that means? Pretty damn good. Right now it's time to reclaim your health, arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Athletic Greens is going to make it easy. They're going to give you a free one-year supply 
of immune supporting, immune supporting, easy for me to say, vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Eric still uses those. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash 83 weeks. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash 83 weeks. Take ownership of your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And Eric, it really tastes good, right? It won't make you say, huh? No, it tastes delicious. I had some this morning as I do every morning. But look, I'm not a nutritional expert. I don't pretend to be. My wife is, and I've learned a lot as a result of proximity and and because of her interest in in research and studies and things like that. And we all want to be healthier. We all try to eat healthier, right? We're all aware of the fact that, you know, nutrition is the foundation to one's health, longevity and immunity and all that. But what we tend to forget because we eat fast food and we eat food that uh, honestly, when you go to the supermarket, a lot of the food that you see there looks great, smells great, all that. But because most of it is GMO, genetically modified um, stuff that was picked before it was probably really ripe and full of the intended nutrition, nutrition. You, you got to be really careful about what you eat. And even when you are careful and you're willing to spend the extra money to get organic or fresh produce and things like that, if your gut health isn't right, if if the your, your internal furnace isn't burning properly, then you don't get those nutrients, even if you're making the extra effort to try to get them. So gut health is one of those things, I think, again, I'm not a nutritionist, but it's almost common sense, you know? If if you're putting fuel into the furnace, but the furnace isn't operating properly, and the fuel that you're putting in is kind of sketchy at best, guess what's going to suffer? Your overall health, whether it's your immune system or aging or any of the other things, not sleeping, well, all of the things that can go wrong when nutrition is compromised. And the thing that I love about AG1 is because of the probiotics and all of the other things that are in it, your ma- your furnace is operating at maximum efficiency and capacity so that when you do eat healthy quality food you're getting the maximum benefit from it i firmly firmly believe that and i and i know it to be true for me because when i'm if i'm on the road and i forget to bring my travel packs or i just get occupied and distracted because my routine has changed and i don't use it i can't feel it the same day but i'll feel it two days later feel it the next day oh i forgot Uh, take a double dose you know what i mean i for me i truly believe in this product i use this product for about six months or eight months prior to them becoming a sponsor i first heard about it on joe rogan's podcast and i thought well if joe's into it i gotta try it and i'm i'm grateful to the joe rogan podcast for that because it's really had a big impact on on my well-being my health i I haven't been sick i mean i'll I'll, head cold every once in a while but I just don't get sick. And I think, I believe that AG1 is one of the reasons why. Athleticgreens.com forward slash 83 weeks. So with that in mind, Eric, we know that, uh, it's all going to come to an end here. Um, swole's going to get cut at the end of September. That's it. Maybe we look back and it feels like maybe a, a missed opportunity, maybe poor execution. A lot of people say it's one of the biggest wastes of money in WCW history, but that narrative's out there because 
Well, the real life master P has said he made a couple million bucks for this. And that's just not true. Unfortunately, if you had it to do over again, do you think you could have executed this better? I mean, you've sort of laid out, you wish you would have did this. You wish you would have did that. My, my gist is, is it, was it a master P issue that it wasn't successful or was it a WCW issue? It was a WCW issue. Yeah. It was an, it was an execution issue that I have to take responsibility for. Um, the opportunity was a good opportunity. The strategy was a good strategy. The need was there. Um, we just didn't execute. Mm -hmm. And no matter how good an idea is, if it's underfunded or not executed properly, it ends up being on top of the bad idea pile. Bunch of questions here. No way we'll get to them all, but if you want to ask a question next week, I encourage you to do so. We'll be talking about the dungeon of doom. <sighs> I have teased Eric with this since we first started the podcast. <sighs> he even said, Hey, we'll do whatever topic you want. Just not the dungeon of doom. <laughs> but when we've been doing it this long, well, it's time to pay the piper or the conster. I don't know. We'll come up with something for that next week. Before we, we get, get the devil is due. There you go. We're going to try to get rid of Hulkamania. It's the Alliance to end Hulkamania. All the stars are here. Jimmy Hart, the giant, the Zodiac, Kamala, the shark, the master. There was even a mummy that tried to butt fuck Hulk Hogan on pay-per-view. Stop it. Please stop it. I beg of you. (laughs) Next week, we're going to have some even more fun music bands. I guarantee it. Adam Arpin says, knowing how big a wrestling fan master P was at the time, and that he had a net worth of around $60 million back then. Did you ever approach him about being an investor when it came time to try and purchase WCW? Hmm. No, I didn't. I wish I would have, <laughs> but no, I didn't. Uh, Dave McClay says did anyone else in the WCW locker room also believe rap is crap. I know there's a lot of country guys back there. I imagine Bubba was, and I imagine Rick Steiner was. Anybody mm, else? Yeah, Kevin Nash, Conan, Ray Mysterio. Eddie. Oh, no, these guys were anti-rap. I'm asking anti-rap. Oh, I was going to say, no, there were a lot of guys that were big, you know, fans of rap at, at the time. Were there guys that were anti? Um, I don't know. Maybe personally they were, but nobody came to me and complained about it. I would have been a little childish, but not that that would stop people from complaining about shit, but I never, never heard it. Oh, Brad Stanton wants to know, do you think the rap versus country angle could be recycled effectively now? I don't think so. I was thinking about that as you were kind of laying out some of the things that we did. And I think people are far more, far too sensitive to see the parody and the fun of it Mm -hmm. and would take everything. So they would just dissect it to death and create, issues that didn't even exist, but no, I don't think you could do it today. I, I don't. Francis Reyes says that master P have any requests when signing. Do you remember anything? No. Uh, the FF handbook wants to know, Eric, can you let me hear you say, uh, Oh, was that? That sounds like something Miss B would have heard. Oh, <laughs> And on that note, Go Blue Chew. <laughs> we can't end it on a higher note than that. I don't even know how to follow that. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a I lot do, of I do. I do. Hey, Conrad, I do. I hate to interrupt you, brother. You're on a roll. But 
We can end it on a higher note by letting everybody know that coming up this week, a whole new podcast, Strictly Business, turning into a podcast. That's going to be fun. Hey, we're going to have a lot of fun with that. It's going to load right here in your regular feed. Uh, it used to exist just on ad free shows. Now it's going to be here live on the feed every week. Uh, tune in. It starts this week. You don't have to do anything extra. You're just going to get a little bonus later in the week right here. By the way, ad free show is still cranking out a whole bunch of really cool content. You get all my podcasts, you get them early, you get them ad free, just nine bucks a month. That's pennies per episode every month, plus a lot of bonus content and experiences waiting on you. We just launched a brand new series called the book. We're taking a month by month journey and breaking down the actual handwritten booking logs. We got them from Fritz von Erich's estate. And we talk about it with David Manning. We're not done though. We're going to be back soon doing them for the Crockett era as well. We also launched a new program called the family business. We've got the son of legendary wrestler and hall of famer, Ricky Morton. His son, Kerry Morton is going to offer his unique perspective in growing up in the business. And he's going to be talking to other second and third generation stars. Maybe you're looking for more one of a kind experiences, but we recently did live Q and A's with hacksaw, Jim Duggan and a live watch along of essentially Jake Roberts swan song in WCW Halloween havoc 92, where the snake bit his face. That's right. These were live experiences. You get to interact with these hall of famers. You get to ask questions. Throw us a like on this episode. If you think we deserve it, subscribe. If you think we've earned it, throw us a five-star review. If you think we're worth it. And if you're trying to introduce somebody to the show, we encourage you send them to our YouTube. You can hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, turn on notifications. You're getting all kinds of little bite-sized clips of the show to introduce your friend or family member. Who's into wrestling. And they can check out 83 weeks. It's youtube.com forward slash 83 weeks. If you want to ask a question about next week with the dungeon of doom or anything else, it's at 83 weeks on Twitter. He is at E Bischoff. I am at Hey, Hey, it's Conrad. And we are out of time. We'll see you next week right here on 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra five to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.